Ashley, and this is School in Life, a weekly podcast about life, love, and occasionally libations. This week in Mentor Moment, I wanted to share information about the Mentor Me Career Health Assessment. The Mentor Me Career Health Assessment is a free 30-minute career advancement evaluator for professional women. If you're a professional woman working in corporate, nonprofit, and educational leadership, and you need to do an assessment of where your life and career is related to your values and the things that you care about, the Mentor Me Career Health Assessment is for you. This free 30-minute evaluator will help you identify the most pressing issues facing your career, uncover gaps in your professional development, and know exactly where to improve as you advance your career. This allows you to be able to learn more about your career and the health of your career on your own. You'll get a free video from me that walks you through the assessment. Plus, you'll get case studies of mentor me mentees and some of their greatest greatest accomplishments and successes while in my programs. To take the assessment and learn more about how to learn more about the health of your career, go to mentor-me.org backslash assessment. That's M-E-N-T-O-R-Me.org backslash A-S-S-E-S-S-M-E-N-T. When you go to this website, you'll put in your first name, your last name, and your email address. It'll immediately send you an email that allows you to take the assessment and get the help that you need to make more money and have more impact in your career. Again, go to mentor-me.org backslash assessment to take the Mentor Me Career Health Assessment today. Next up, and I digress, we're talking having your money where your mouth is. On this week's episode, we're going to talk about the importance of spending um, your money on things that you really care about and how your budget can be representative of your values. One of the things that me um, and my friends, and I would say even my partner, talk a lot about is this idea of being well-resourced. We really believe in the power and importance of working for institutions, for organizations, for units that are well-resourced. It can be so hard to do your work, to make meaningful impact, to do things that you really care about when you don't have the financial resources to do so. And this is no more true than in our organizations that we work for, in philanthropic pursuits, you know, in nonprofits that we might volunteer or work for, or just in any sort of service capacity. It's one of those things where you kind of have to have money to make money. And so if you're working for an organization that's really struggling financially, that's not really committed to spending money on, you know, like outreach or programming or engagement, you know, if those are things that are are happening to you, whether it's in an organization that you volunteer for, you serve with, or if it's an organization that's more sort of focused on, you know, it's within your work, right? And in your work's budget, that can be really, that can be a really challenging environment to thrive in. We know that you know, in order to, let's say you work for a nonprofit and you work for a nonprofit that uh, supports housing and rehoming people, right, in the community. We know that housing is one of those things that is terribly expensive. It costs a lot to house people and housing market around this country, you know, it's not in line with the minimum wage and just how much people make, right, today. And so if you were working for a housing organization, you know, they say their values are really committed to, you know, serving the unhoused and serving, you know, housing, you know, supporting people who experience housing insecurity and, 
you know, but they don't, you know, have any fundraising arm. They don't um, have any money to support, you know, housing. They, you know, maybe they like don't have any, they have like a legislative agenda where they're sort of talking to legislators about housing, but they're they're not able to help people on the ground who are experiencing homelessness or housing insecurity every day. That would be a real problem because it's like, how can you say, right, that you care about housing um, and housing insecurity and, you know, not really, you know, making sure that people have a safe and warm place to, you know, stay, you know, every day and every night if you're not committing funds to those causes. And it's the same way, you know, in, you know, in our personal lives, right? Like when you think about your budget, right? Like if you, you know, laid out your budget and, you know, maybe some of you use mint.com or other resources to track your spending, if you find that you spend all of your money, you know, five, six, eight hundred dollars a month, like eating out, going to brunches, you know, drinking or whatever. That's where your priorities lie. That's where, you know, you're spending the most money. And whether you are really well resourced, right, you're doing well for yourself and your finances are in order, or if you're maybe struggling financially and not actually making the kind of money you desire, whether either is true, you know, it it can be a sign of where your values are, it can be a sign of what you care about, and it can be a sign of what you prioritize. And honestly, there's no shame in that, right? Like there's no shame in, you know, you know, spending, you know, living in a particular neighborhood or, or you know, having certain furnishes in your house because, um, and spending lots of money on those because that's what you care about. There's no shame in having a really nice car and, and investing in that because that's what you care about. There's no shame in, you know, really committing a lot of your fun- finances to charities that you care about. There's no shame in any of that. There's no right or wrong. If your money is where your mouth is and, and if your mouth is like saying what you value, then your budget is a reflection of the things that you care about. And I think that it's good to do an inventory, right? Inventory moment, we talked about an assessment. And I think that your budget can serve as an assessment for what you care about. It can serve as an assessment for what you prioritize. It can serve as an assessment for, you know, the things that are most important to you. And I think that assessment is really critical because it ensures that you, it ensures that you know what you care about. Like you might be saying, oh, I care about this. I care about this. This isn't really important to me. You know, I really care about, you know, saving and investing and things like that, but your saving proportion as it relates to spending proportions, you know, for things that, you know, maybe aren't, you're not saying our priority is mismatched. And so that can be really concerning. And so it's just important that you do that assessment, that you do that inventory of your budget, you do that inventory of where you're spending money so that you make sure that your budget and and your money is aligned with what you say you value. I know, for example, in my own personal budget, you know, I really value like freedom and flexibility and autonomy. Like I have a budget, I have budget categories, and I like to like be able to budget for things, a new wig or a new bag or new clothes. Like I like to budget for those. And when my budget is tight, like when it's restrictive, when I take on like debt, you know, like I recently bought a new car and when I take on debt, then it can sometimes restrict my like free flowing, you know, cash reserves for just like new things that I like, which makes me feel a little like stressed or strained or like, you know, makes me feel a little tight with my budget, which um, breeds some anxiety and stress. And so, but, you know, when I look at my budget, I have to think, okay, well, this you know, you say you value freedom and flexibility. Is your budget allowing for that? Is it allowing for a last minute weekend trip with a girlfriend? Is it allowing for, you know, is it allowing for, you know, a new jacket or some new jeans, you know, every now and again, does it allow you the flexibility that you desire? And so 
that is really critically important. It's super important that you are just doing that inventory, doing that assessment with your budget. And if where, if, and when it's out of whack, that's when you just kind of want to do a check-in. And it allows you to, yeah, just check in and say, yeah, it looks like, you know, I need to really cut back on this because I'm saying I value this thing over here, but I'm spending way more money over here or, whoa, you know, I'm, you know, I'm pouring a lot into the things that I value and that's a good thing and I want to keep it up or, you know what, I do value this and I want to make sure that I'm, you know, being thoughtful about other things that I care about. So I might need to pull back on some, you know, some of my investing in this area of my life. So just do that inventory and check in. I'd love for you to connect with me on social and let me know what's popping up for you. Let me know um, if your money is truly where your mouth and your values is, or if there's some misalignment and what you're doing to get in realignment. I love talking about money. You all know my personal journey in getting out of debt. And, you know, it's just something that I'm really proud of. And I'm excited about, you know, just being able to continue that journey for myself. And I love to bring other people into that conversation. So feel free to email us at hello at schoolandlifepod.com or hit us up on social on Instagram or Facebook. On Instagram, we're at School and Life Podcast and on Facebook at School and Life Pod. Definitely check us out there and just let me know what's popping up for you around money and values, what's popping up around um, whether your money is truly where your mouth (laughs) is and any questions you have about resources that I can share around making sure that your money is aligned with your values. I'm happy to share those. And I digress. Next up in TVT, I wanted to talk about virtual church. I don't know. We talk a lot about TV on this show, but I don't know that I've ever actually talked about like virtual worship services or virtual church or virtual small groups. And I just wanted to share a couple of like virtual church um, or podcast resources that I connect with. I'm a believer. I'm a Christian. And I really love the opportunity to be able to like connect my faith with like podcasts and sermons online. That's something that, you know, really brings me a lot of joy and I really love doing that. And so I wanted to share some of the worship services that I regularly listen to and invite you into them as well. So the first one is Joel uh, Olsteen's podcast. I listen to it on Apple Podcasts. I actually am subscribed. And so it like, comes to my phone every day. I think he actually releases a new podcast episode every single day. Him and his wife both share messages on the podcast and it's called Joel Olstein Daily Podcast. I really love it. The messages are almost always 30 minutes or less. It's great for like, if you're going for a walk and you just need to listen to the word. Um, I like Joel Olstein because I think his words um, are practical and did have a lot of life application, which is what I'm always looking for when I'm listening to worship sermons. It's like, how can I apply this to my life? How can I be more intentional? about this. So that's one that I really love. I definitely uh, recommend. It's one that I listen to at least weekly, and it's definitely one that I would um, recommend. Next up is New Life in Christ, Interdenominational Church. It's in Lebanon, Illinois, and they have a virtual worship service on Sundays at 10 a.m. I This is a church that I actually used to belong to when I lived in Illinois, and it's one that I actually also worked at. I, was, I worked in the church as well, and it's definitely one that I would recommend. Their web address is uh, www.nlicic.org. So nlicic.org is New Life in Christ Interdenominational Church. They have some really outstanding um, virtual worship services. And I know specifically on Sundays at, I think it's 10 a.m. Central, so 11 a.m. Eastern, they have 
um, worship service. And it's one that I have attended, obviously in person when I used to live in the community and then virtually as well. And I really enjoy it. I definitely encourage you to check them out. And the final one is a church that I recently joined. It is a church that my partner um, actually introduced me to, and I really love it. Let me see if I can find the web address for it. It is First Baptist Church of Glen Arden. Their actual location is in Maryland, but you can visit their website at fbcg or fbcglenarden.org. That's F-B-C- Glenn, G-L-E-N, Arden, A-R-D-E-N.org. They have worship services um, on Sundays at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. 1130 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I really enjoy them. They have like a super dynamic like media team. And so like it's very immersive, like it's a very immersive experience, which is really awesome for worship service. And then what I really love about it too, is that they have like life groups and different things that you can connect with there as well. So I definitely would recommend both of those. So definitely encourage you to check those out. If you're looking for worship services, if you're looking for ways to connect as a believer, online. I definitely recommend that. And I would love to know if you are still watching church online or if you have you gone back into in-person worship services. I really love watching church online. I really love like connecting in that way. I've been trying to be more intentional about me and my partner watching it together, particularly on Sundays, but I also love it because like I can do laundry and I can kind of just like meditate and really focus. I feel like sometimes when you go to church in person, you've like gotta get dressed up and worry about what you got on. And, you know, there's a lot of like outside influences, I guess you got to worry about parking, getting there early. And, but, you know, I can just, you know, airplay my phone or my computer right to the church, to the TV. And then I can just like enter into worship and it feels Like, I really love the ease of that and the experience of that. So I definitely would encourage you if you've never considered live streaming church or if you've been out of church and, you know, because of COVID and haven't really connected with the live stream, those are three that I recommend. And let me know if you check them out. I love, like I said, I really do love like connecting with other believers through church and through worship services is something that I really enjoy. So I would definitely encourage that if you're a believer and you're looking for places and opportunities to connect. And let me know if you do. That wraps up this week's episode of School and Life. Thanks so much for listening. Definitely, if you have episode topics, things you'd like to hear me talk about, questions you have about life or career, definitely send them in to hello at School and Life Pod. That's H E L L O at schoolin, no G, lifepod.com. I will um, answer your questions. You can let me know that you want to be anonymous or you can you can answer or you can send your name in, whatever you want, but I'll answer them aloud on the show. I'm so excited to um, just connect with more of you and get more of your feedback about the podcast, what you're loving, um, what new topics you'd like to see. So definitely hit me up at hello at schoolonlifepod.com. Thanks for listening. School's out class dismissed.